0: This is the Addiction Recovery Podcast with Stephen T. Ginsburg, founder of Restore Detox Centers in sunny California. Enjoy your experience. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Addiction Recovery. My name is Steve Coffrin. I'm here with Stephen Ginsburg. Stephen, happy new year. It's so great to be back together today.
1: Steve, happy and healthy new year. And I love that we are again having this moment on the start of the year to focus on what matters most which is the truth and the
0: solution absolutely and we were talking about this the other day where it's not like our other episodes necessarily have like a negative tone but we talk a lot about addiction and you know kind of the the bad side about addiction but there's also this beautiful side of sobriety and in the month of january we want to do a couple episodes focusing on this because there's tremendous upside. I mean, Stephen, if you look back on your life, like where you were when you were in like the depths of hell, like a darkness and depression and just like rock bottom, and I've been there before, and then you fast forward to today in the beautiful life that you lead and, and how you're touching so many people's lives, I mean... What a contrast! So that's what I want to focus on today: is unleashing the endless potential of a sober life. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. So maybe you could kick things off with sharing some of your your thoughts on this topic. Absolutely, and and to your point, which is well taken, I think we we
1: need to because it's such a there's such a sense of urgency to the topic to look at crisis intervention and rooting out the disease and getting into recovery and keeping people safe and alive. And, and that's all a necessity. But by the same token, the remarkable occurrences that happen when people are granted and take care of that blessing and gift of sobriety, what happens behind that is something worth taking a moment, especially on at the start of a new year. You know, anything is possible at the start of a new year. You've got day one, Q1, like the sky's the limit. You know, that is very much what people should and can expect starting their journey, their trudge. Trudge means walk with purpose in the sobriety. When you have the gift of clarity, when you have this disease no longer blinding you and keeping you from having forward progress, there is nothing beyond reach nor limit for any individual
0: who does their part where the footwork of sobriety is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I absolutely agree with you and you, I mean, you have probably the best job in the world to work with people and see them in this fallen, you know, broken state. And then they go to restore, they go through the program, they receive, you know, your coaching, your love, your guidance and everybody else at restore. I mean, there's, it's such a wonderful team that's at restore, and then you see this transformative journey. So maybe you could share some experiences and I know we got to protect the identity of people, of but maybe you could share some examples and some success stories of people that you have seen like at their worst. And then you see them today and you're like, oh my goodness, they're, they're in such a totally different place, right? such a beautiful place. hundred percent. Just first, first and foremost, one of the first things that just naturally
1: comes to me through a place of discernment is even, Steve, sometimes when when individuals come in and we're trusted with their care, unfortunately, so many times with them being in acute or subacute detox, they're so sick, which is hard to see, and they're hurting. And then they're able to get some rest, and we're able to hydrate, and they get some real sleep and some REM sleep. There's a big difference between REM sleep and passing out. And they start to get some meals in them and they're in a warm, safe bed and they're being cared for as they should be just within that first three, five, seven days, watching the remarkable way they bounce back is such a gift. Seeing them, you know, came, came to, came to believe, watching them come to life, seeing light in their eyes and color in their skin again, it literally will, I will get taken aback. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I see the individual several days or a number of days later. Then going just one step further to answer in a broad stroke everything you just addressed. You know, seeing people who have been in dire straits and have been on death's door and have had crisis after crisis in their life come through restore, continue to do their part, do the footwork, adhere to the process, buy into the culture of recovery and then watching what occurs in their life, and I'll give you one example, but at the same point, protecting anonymity, you know, there are alumni from Restore who are now team members at Restore. So they are facilitating and helping the community. So to me, above anything else, that is one of the greatest actual proof of concept
0: tales we can provide where someone's journey is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, to see them like where they were before and then see them today, and now they're blessing the lives of other people. I mean, how remarkable is that? I mean, that's crazy.
1: Through their experience, strength, and hope, and what better living testimony. I always thank those team members for their living testimony because that's what they're providing. They were in the seats that the community members are in, and now they're coming alongside those very community members and helping them get onto this path. And I will tell you this, Stephen. It's the beauty of the possibility. It is proven to work if we do our part. It is proven to
0: work if we do our part. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And you know, it's it's interesting to see like the physical transformation of people as well. And I want to hear your mm-hmm. thoughts on this. But the other day I was going through some of my photo albums because I wanted to find some pictures of when I was in high school and in my early twenties because I was doing this little presentation about my landscape company that I started. I started a company when I was 16 years old and you know I grew it into this thing. So I wanted to try to find some pictures of those days. Now, in my early 20s, this is like after I launched my business, my business was doing pretty well. You know, I was going out and I was like partying with friends, I was drinking on some like work nights. And, you know, I wasn't taking really good care of myself. Like I'd smoke, I'd eat. I remember one day, you know, and this is not to shame anybody. This is just me, my, my story. But I remember one day I was like I woke up, I was completely hungover. I'm like throwing up in the shower, mm. you know, cause I felt like, you know, it felt terrible. And it's like a Wednesday, right. <laughs> right in the middle of the week, I'm like driving to work. I'm like, I gotta be at this appointment. I'm running late. And I'm totally disheveled. I'm going through the drive-thru of like Burger King. I'm smoking my cigarettes. I get to work. You know, I'm like a mess. My eyes are probably all bloodshot. And then it's like for lunch, I'm eating like McDonald's. Then for dinner, I'm eating like Taco Bell. I'm like doing this over and over and over again for weeks and months and years. And so when I look back on these pictures, it gives me like the heebie-jeebies looking at myself because I don't even recognize myself in some of the pictures. I'm like, who is that? And Hmm. physically- Like I was completely overweight, but you could see this like sadness in my eyes. Like my, Mm -hmm. my entire countenance was affected by my lifestyle. So what are your thoughts on that, Steven? And how have you seen people's physical demeanor, their actual countenance change as they get sober and start living this life that's like where the burden's lifted and things are much more beautiful than ever before? I like hearing everything you just shared with me, but I want to kind of funnel
1: it down to, to one facet, brother, because I think it's very relevant. You know, the only thing we have to change is what? Everything. It's something I talk about a lot within the realm of sobriety. So you see the choices changing. You, I see for these individuals, the choices changing. And with those choices changing, the benefit for their bodies, for their minds, for their spirit. That is a complete comprehensive change because of the change of choices they have made. And it all, they reap what they sow entirely on both ends. When they're in the throes of addiction and alcoholism, it ravages your system. It ravages, look, your, 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 the clarity of your eyes when you look at someone's eyes, the way that their skin appears, whether or not they're bloated, They're they're also they're sluggish. And then you see these very same individuals. And again, I want to repeat some of what I said earlier, Steve. They hydrate. They're being fed. They're resting. They're sunshine and fresh air. They're moving their body, which we are meant to move. They're having endorphin releases. They're getting beautiful REM sleep. They're being loved on and cared for. That's a necessity. It's a must for all of us. And they blossom. And our bodies are so resilient. And I believe one of the liabilities, it's a blessing, but it's a liability. I believe addicts and alcoholics, we are bodily and mentally different than our fellows. It's proven. We are remarkably, remarkably resilient. And that is a blessing and a curse. And you sp- it's a curse because you see that bounce back and very quickly they'll forget from whence they came. But That's where our part comes into play. But Steve, you see these people come back to life. It is a different human being entirely to the point of of the analogy you just made with yourself, because when that body, mind, and spirit is fed and fed well on all
0: fronts, it's incredible to watch the
1: transitions and the transformation of these
0: individuals. Yeah. I love that. And you're absolutely right. And and I like what you said about how it's like one choice, one decision leads to another choice, another decision and like patterns and habits and it's everything, right? Like everything changes at once. It's kind of like you go to the gym, you work out, you're like, wow, my muscles are kind of sore. I'm feeling kind of good. When I go home tonight, instead of eating that pizza, you know, that greasy pizza, I'm going to eat, you know, so maybe, maybe I'll have like some chicken and broccoli and yep. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. Cause I want to go work out tomorrow. I feel kind of good. And then all of a sudden all of your patterns and all your behaviors start to change. But the, the reverse is true where, you know, you start going down the bad path and it's like, you feel like crap because you're hungover. So you're like me, so you eat terrible because you don't care because you already feel terrible. You're staying up late, you know, or not getting the sleep that you need. And then all of a sudden it's just like this downward spiral in all parts of your life.
1: C- completely. It, it all falls into alignment. and And again, the only thing that seems to change is everything but there's a real beauty to that. And and part of, and I don't wanna get ahead of ourselves and I know we're gonna focus on this in future episodes, but part of what's remarkable is truly just the possibilities and the ability to make, I've seen people change their entire, and not people who are in their twenties or thirties, not that it matters what age you are. I've seen like full on career people changed their entire life trajectory and careers based on the choices that they've made in the fork they've done to achieve sobriety. Yeah. And and it's just, there isn't any more of a limitation because again, when you allow yourself, when you've got that ism, when you've got the actual addiction and alcoholism and obsessive nature in your life, and you allow that to take hold in a positive fashion where it's constructive and productive, there is nothing beyond your reach when you have managed a day at a time to survive addiction and alcoholism.
0: Yeah. I absolutely agree. No, I I completely agree with that, Stephen. And, and let me shift gears here and then we can wrap up on this, this kind of thought here. You know, whether you believe in God or Buddha or nature or the universe, like whatever you call your higher power, you know, I believe we're all sent here to planet Earth. To fulfill like a specific mission, right? Me personally, I don't believe that two atoms came together and made Steve, right? Sure. There, there's probably science in the creation, but I, I don't think it's like happenstance. So we all come here, in my opinion, in my beliefs are to, to fulfill a certain mission. Now there's this adversary, whether you call the adversary, Satan, the devil, or like some type of opposition out there. I, I feel like there's this true opposition that wants to hold us back. So when you know when we're out there and we're doing good and we're agents for good and when we're fulfilling our potential and we're just like unleashing our full power like the adversary and opposition is going to be pushing against us because you know he doesn't want us to be out there like impacting people's lives, spreading love, joy, happiness and everything else. He wants misery and fear and all this these other bad things to come about. And I think, you know, along these lines with this episode is like when we're out there and we're doing things that are contrary to like what we really know is right, because I, I think we all have a conscience, then all of a sudden we're gonna be living in discontent because we're not fulfilling our full potential. We're not unleashing that full potential. So I want to hear your thoughts on this, Stephen. As far as you know unleashing this endless potential with a sober life because we could do so much more with our lives when we're mm-hmm. sober, there's gonna be this opposition along the journey. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I, I love I love what you're talking on and I've got an unusual analogy, but I often do. Look when, when someone has a peanut allergy, they never do well with eating peanuts. Mm-hmm. When someone is an addict and alcoholic, they're never going to do well with any mind-altering substance. Yeah. It's not a good fit for their body composition. When they remove that facet from their life, when they take away the very thing that ails them, to your point, the darkness, the enemy, and that's, that's to me what addiction and alcoholism is, because that element is out of the way, they are no longer going to suffer from mental and physical illness behind that element and then they can get on with the business of the life that they are there to have and of what they are here to provide this world of ours. Yeah. And without that element being removed, they will never get through it and they will never get to it. It's just going to be a matter of what is it going to take? What level of bottom is it going to take? What degree of surrender are they willing to achieve so they can get into that complete mode of submission and they submit to gain the victory. They submit to gain the foothold and the leverage point and start to discover who they are because they have no idea who they are because substance use and abuse has always impeded that discovery. And that's where the real growth comes and that's where the real magic happens and the beauty occurs. You watch these individuals understand I I know what I'm all about. I understand that my old tapes are lies and I know who I am and better yet, I know whose I am and they start to fulfill their potential. And it is just such a remarkable thing. But the idea that drugs and alcohol would keep that set individual from having the impact that they're here to make, that's what drives me daily. And my hope is that's what will start to drive our brethren, our brothers and sisters in recovery. There's something better waiting for you. It's not going to happen overnight, but make no mistake about it; it'll happen. But we must all what? We must all do our part.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We have to do our part. We and, and let me ask you this, Stephen. You know, and, and don't don't take this the wrong way, please. But when you were at your lowest point you know, the, the most recent relapse, which isn't recent, but you know, over a decade ago in filling the void, which is your book, you're talking mm-hmm. about this like time. You're like locked in your place. Yeah. Dirty. You're like physically dirty. You're just mm-hmm. like paranoid. You like won't even take a shower. Cause you're so freaked out that they are going to come get you. Yep. And you know, here's Steven Ginsburg, this guy with so much potential, mm but the drugs and alcohol are just like destroying you. And and this is where I take no offense to this, but I'm sorry, but if you would have remained in that spot, like if you were lucky to be alive today, if you're still continuing that, number one, like what the heck would you, I mean, you couldn't impact anybody. How How would you help Nothing. anybody? I mean, you couldn't even help yourself. Couldn't even help myself. And, and now look at today. So I guess my question is like when you were in that state I mean did you just feel like oh my gosh i have no self-worth like i don't care about living and dying mm-hmm. you didn't see the potential or you did the drugs and alcohol were just so much more like powerful than like your potential does that make sense like what i'm asking but it, what it you does about, it does
1: my thoughts go so many places and it's easy look you know by the grace of god over 19 years and a month plus i've been clean and sober by god's grace and mercy and of course, all I can come up with as I hear that, which is, and it's accurate. Look, I was in total despair. I was in total darkness. What would make me happy was the idea that I wasn't going to wake up. That's that was my objective. I'm like, okay. I know because you didn't see your potential, or I just, were you just didn't. Care? I couldn't see, any, I just couldn't see anything. There was nothing left. I was just at my bottom. And four and a half years of a relapse after 12 years of sobriety and on a death march and alienated and ostracized from everything and everyone, I'm like, forget about hope. I just, what I hope is I don't wake up and that's just my truth. And I need to be able to share the truth. And I don't want anyone to go through that. And I don't want anyone to feel that. And that was not the plan for me. And here we are today. You know why? By the grace and mercy of, of my Lord and Savior, and through the footwork of Alcoholics Anonymous, a sponsor, working the steps, going to meetings, um, belief in a power greater than myself. And, you know, my calling, my purpose, I was not supposed to die. I was supposed to live. Why? Because I was supposed to be trusted with restore because I was supposed to know you because I was supposed to write in the void because I was supposed to be a husband and a father. And my primary purpose, what is the primary purpose of the addict and alcoholic to help the man or woman who is still suffering? And that is my primary purpose. I would have gotten to none of that. I would not be here today. if it was still the way it was, I would have died. Nobody can stay alive like that. Of course, I would have died. That wasn't the plan. And my calling was for this moment and moments like these and my work at Restore and my work with everyone else. And every one of us has their own version of that story. But again, and all roads lead to Rome, which is beautiful. We can't get near it. We can't see it. We can't hear it. We can't get to it until we get the drugs and the alcohol out of the way, which is why Look, you know, I'm not above begging. I will implore and beg people, just give it a minute. Please, this works. Give it a chance. Let us help you. And then let us help you help yourself and watch what will occur. But we we don't blow it all up overnight. We can't rebuild it overnight. But it is remarkable what is waiting for us all a day at a time on this trudge, on this walk with purpose.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about just those small choices lead to other choices and changes in patterns and habits and everything else. So I love that. And, and this isn't just a story about Stephen T. Ginsburg. This is a story about you. And we all have this potential within ourselves. And look, it may not be drugs and alcohol, but you, you may have something that's holding you back. And what Stephen and I were talking about before recording this episode is like, this is a fresh start, a new beginning, There's something magical about a new year. So when Mm -hmm. we flip that calendar, it's like, okay, it's like a mental shift as well. It's like, what do we need to cut? What do we need to do differently? Like, what do we need to change in our lives to start living the life that we deserve? And I I think this is a a great time to really reflect on all parts of our lives. 100%. and, And I would just say this, you
1: know, again, like it's, there's nothing more beautiful Then even just forget about the new year. Let's just take it to the new day. There's nothing more beautiful than the new year and the new day. Each day we have a chance to begin again, to continue to perpetuate the best possible steps, patterns, habits, approaches, and pursuits so that we live to our highest and best purpose. And if you are like me, look, I am an addict and alcoholic. That is who I am. That is how I was made. If you are like me, you can't even begin to sniff out the best day until we get the drugs and the alcohol out of the way. And some people, this is what kills me, Steve. Some people will never even know what one day like that is because they won't put down the drink or the drug. And that breaks my heart because it is beyond anything. I love to talk. I talk and talk and talk and talk. You can ask my poor wife. I love to talk, and you hear enough of my talking too, Steve. But I I could not even begin to prescribe or describe enough words about what the glory of a day of clarity and sobriety, the Holy Spirit, loving on others, putting others first, being of service, what that is like. That
0: is only because of and through my journey of sobriety. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. So that's great. So I'll have you uh, close it down for this episode. But before I turn the time back to you, Stephen, to wrap up, if any of you are listening to this, you want help, you want to learn more about what we do, go to RestoreDetoxCenters.com on the website. We have a ton of resources. We have two great eBooks. You'll find just a ton of information that can help you along your journey. If you have any comments or feedback for us, we would love to hear from you as well. You can email us at hello at restoredetoxcenters.com. And Stephen, back to you. Uh, thanks again for a great episode. Absolutely. Happy and healthy New Year,
1: Stephen. Just to anyone out there, I, I want you to know whether I know you or not, or whether we ever know each other or not, I am praying with and for you and your family. And I want you to have a year filled with infinite possibilities and hope. And if you need help. If you have questions, if you need someone to reach out to, we are not for the sake of lip service for this podcast saying that we are here. We are here and we are available and I am available and we will help you or we will find someone to help you, but do not live in the darkness when there is so much light ahead. I just wish everyone a blessed, a prosperous, a sober, and a remarkable new year ahead. Take it a day at a time and know that the solution is real and that the truth continues to set us all free.